Hello and welcome to Life After, a podcast where young people can share and discuss their experiences with grief. If you're new, my name's Theo and this is the third of a five-part series where I ask guests about their experiences and how their grief has shaped them. Today, I'm speaking to my friend Alice, who lost her dad in a motorcycling accident when she was seven. I began by asking her what she remembered about her father's death. I think I didn't really know how to react Mm. at the first start. I don't remember crying, like, straight away. Yeah. But when it came to the funeral, I think that's when all, all the emotions hit me. It was when I saw the coffin come in. I just like I think that's when I came to realization, and then it all just came suddenly. You never saw his body prior no, to that. No, my or... sister was nine. I think my mum didn't ask me. I mm. think or my brother, who's five. But I think she asked. She asked my sister, and my sister initially said yes, and then she got there, and apparently then she just said, "Oh, actually, I don't want to." What was your relationship like with him? Honestly, the memories I have of him was he was very tall, obviously because we were so small. Yeah. He laughed. I do remember his laugh, and I remember him being quite cuddly. He was Irish, and apparently had an Irish accent, but I can't even remember that. Yeah. But this is why I've asked Mum recently. Mum, me, my Mum's been intending to do this for a while, but like develop videotapes of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have seen some videos of like our birthdays. We have like these our cousins all laugh at the same kind of videos where Sarah, my sister's just outrageous when she was a kid and we'd all <laughs> laugh at them and he would be in them but we, I think we kind of want more specific ones and we have photo memory like books of him mm. and stuff but yeah I don't really me- have many memories of him which is kind of sad do you ever go and visit his grave at the start I remember I, I remember every time it came round I think it was a Sunday of the anniversary after we used to go to church mm. um, and after we go to church we knew, we all knew we'd have we'd be going to the grave, it says, it's horrible saying have to be going to the grave but I think all three of us three yeah. never really wanted to go. Dreading it, yeah. Yeah, And I think especially my brother, because I think my brother would actually, he'd get the most emotional with my mum there and me and my sister would just try and I remember just trying to keep the conversation away from it but obviously you're there and you have and then mum would like lay flowers and then she probably would I think she used to say a prayer actually now that I remember and I, we just really just wanted to, I remember just wanting to get out of it mm. as soon as possible but now when we go I just feel so much more relaxed there and then he has a tree planted next to him which we we've kind of lost track of which one it is now because there <laughs> are so many like it's a nice idea that they've buried yeah, yeah. he wanted to be buried but didn't want like to be in the graveyard area, which is still nice, the graveyard area, but then there's like this hill with some trees on. Yeah, we'd go and find that. And then afterwards, I think we'd go and like go to a nice cafe and have cake and then have to then be able to forget about it all. Mm. <laughs> like dull, indulge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Do you ever, do you ever like say a few words? Would, would you ever go on your own now? I think, yeah, I think I'd go on my own, definitely. Because uh, he, it's in... A place called Hope Valley, which mm. is very nice. Um, and my mum always says how she wants to be um, scattered on the hills above him. And it's such love. Like I literally love the Peak District so much. You can ask anyone. <laughs> like that's my favourite bit about being home. I do love the city, but I live like just on the edge of Sheffield, and um, it's just such a nice place to go in general. So mm. I would go often. Yeah. 
um, to see him. I'd like to. I'd like to go with my, maybe just my siblings, maybe one time. Not mm. that not the mum's disinvited, but I feel like that might help us. But actually, I can't drive yet, so it's not possible <laughs> for me to go on my own yet. But my my brother and my sister can drive. My sister can drive awfully, but my brother can drive. Maybe that's something we should do soon. No, you should. You should. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Maybe on fall, next Father's Day or something. If we're all together. It's hard to find us all together in the same place these days. Before, we were speaking about social media mm. and speaking of Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Do you feel a pressure to, it's say, post like- on or acknowledge yeah. stuff online? I do see it um, from a few people. When my best friend's dad died, I think the first year after, like the first year anniversary, she posted about him. And then I kind of get like this, I've never done that for my dad. And then I kind of think, oh, it's been quite a long time, so maybe I shouldn't. I'm comparing my grief to other people's and I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't do that. But I do remember on one of the anniversaries, I just put like a a story up. And I'm, I just get scared, worried that I'm, people might think I'm doing it for attention, but you still do want to like remember them in some way. And that is a way of doing it, I think. I do intend to do the vid- those videotapes, which will be hard to um, watch, but I suppose it's a way of like healing. Probably. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you yeah. think it'd be good to watch though? Like, Yeah, I think so. Like we have... Um, these memory boxes that we made when we were younger and you would like write in a diary things um just like your thoughts and stuff or what you'd say to your dad if he was alive and honestly when I went back to that it was only about a year ago that I ever went back to it I it was it was just it didn't feel like that was me yeah writing those things but some of the things in there was just like horrible to read like horrible well just like so like emotional because I felt so sorry for the girl who was sat there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my grandma, actually, she, my mum's mum, has this clipping, like a newspaper clipping that I wrote on the day he died. Um, And she's kept it in her purse all these years. She never told me until, it was only about three months ago. And I think it said um, something like, Daddy, um, mummy's really upset. Please, can you come back? Um... Me and mum love going walking in the Peak District near Sheffield. <laughs> and I do, like, ask more about him, like, what, like how he was, what he, like, do, loved doing, memories about him. Do you think that's nice for your mum to yeah, share, think, to share yeah. that with you? I think she wants... Yeah, it is nice. And she does, like... Um, she has got a... Quite a long-term boyfriend now. Mm. But she obviously never would... Like ever forget about yeah, of course, yeah, and her and also her boyfriend lost. He's a widower and lost his wife to cancer. Mm. So it's all kind of like under like we all there's, understand. Yeah, there's it. an understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. I mean, when we when I was younger, it was it was actually quite. You just didn't want that to happen. But yeah, now yeah. I'm literally like over the moon for her to not be living alone because yeah. my brother's flown the nest, as you say. He <laughs> went to uni. He was the last one to go two years. No, like a year and a half ago. So mm. now she lives on her own. And I just hate the thought of that. <laughs> you say you don't chat to your siblings or kind of within About, your family. Uh, I think, no, me and my sister have, we have talked about it. And like, we did, we both, well, we both did speeches at each other's 21st. 
and we both mentioned it and we just started like crying. We mm. probably shouldn't have mentioned it, but just how we do relate to each other about how it comes up in life. Like as we've got older, like the memories come up more and how we feel about it. It's mostly when we get upset about other things. Well, when I find when I get upset about other things, like like stress about uni or money or relationships, <laughs> um, failed relationships, then that's when it comes up. And I think she relates to it in that respect. Yeah, yeah. And another thing is, um, like many of my friends know, I've tried to get better, but I used to go out and just binge drink like to the extent where it was very unhealthy for me, yeah. very bad for my memory, very dangerous to be honest. I tr- really try to hold it back now. Um, but me and my sister does it too. Mm. My brother doesn't. He's not really touched alcohol because he's quite in, like different to us. But we did sometimes think that maybe that was to do with it. Yeah. I suppose we can never really know. But we've talked about that before. I go to the extent where I just like forget everything. And I, maybe that was me like a coping mechanism when it all kind of came rushing back to me as I got older. But, do you feel yeah. like you're more interested in it as you're going older? Yeah, so much more. Um, like, actually, I was reading a lot of blogs last year because I had a placement in Preston, which isn't the liveliest of places. <laughs> and I was, le- yeah, reading a lot of blogs about grievance, listening to podcasts about grievance. Do you feel like you ever had to protect your mum throughout the stage, or kind of mm. you growing up and asking about it, or? I just remember when seeing my mum cry used to just like tear me up inside when I was younger. And I do think um, we try and keep it on the like, like up, like always try to be cheery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For quite a while. Um, And we probably did avoid the conversation because when she always reassure us that dad loved us and I feel like we just wanted to like deflect that and just not talk about it i think Mm. when we were younger but now that i get so like stressed like i am a lot more emotional now i'm older i feel like i just i would tell her anything and she'd listen she's always very understanding about it i did used to protect her from it i think we all did especially my sister she's like the comedian like the biggest comedian in what sense she's just always dance around try and make people laugh um she is a bit of a like handful though as well <laughs> like she'd be getting into the most trouble if you say trouble but she'd have like tantrums and stuff i remember but i suppose that might be just her way of trying to get a, like when she was younger trying to get attention i don't know how do you think your grief manifested itself do you feel like you grieved when you were a child or do you think as you kind of confront it more mm. now do you i think it was from the heartbreak which triggered it the most i'm in f- end of first year hmm I think it had a big effect on me and like me thinking, oh, there's something wrong with me. I thought about, oh, well, maybe it's because I don't have a fo- like a male figure in my life. Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe I've got something missing to me. Mm. And then after that heartbreak, I think that made me come to terms with it more. Had you felt like that before, that something was missing? Um, No, not before that. That first like heart, like heartbreak. <laughs> mm. Um, Do you feel, did you feel like you were different though? I don't know, but that's, well, I think that's because I compare myself to all, like, my friends who are in such good, relate. well, we're in such good relationships, and I am quite a pessimistic thinker in that sense, mm. like, about myself, and then I think he kind of was a bit of a, 
like uh, not a liar but like I think he misled me a bit maybe not intentionally but it was just quite um hard to come to terms with and I think I then thought about my dad a lot more through it not that my dad ever rejected me I think it's just someone leaving my life which who had such a big impact it was like a re-triggering of it all yeah yeah of course yeah what is it like dealing with that having to kind of you know have a social life deal with deal with work you know kind of deal with your life outside of your relationship yeah and and what's happened with your dad now I look back on just it was only two years ago yeah two years ago I was getting like getting past it Mm. I genuinely like block I do I have blocked it out I don't really like my friends tell me how like upset I was and how distraught I was but I don't really remember much about it I remember like most a lot of mornings I'd just get up and and just because you just like come to realization of everything and then I always go into my friend's room and cry to her um I think I went home a lot I think I went to see my mum a lot to talk about it a lot but my friends all remember me being in quite a bad way, but I kind of blocked it out, mm. like the memory of it now, because it was quite, yeah, I think it was quite hard. And I think it probably reflected on my grades a bit. I mean, the only thing when I get sad about these things, like grievance-wise and like heartbreak-wise, is the only thing I can really turn to is work. Mm. Like if I actually get myself like, fully like involved in what I'm doing Mm. it's like the best distraction because I do feel like I am seeking distractions quite a lot and I think last year when I was in Preston on my own that's when I couldn't distract myself anymore and Mm. that's when I all come came to terms with it Um, and that's when I also reached out to get counselling as well my work paid for a service I think it's called or like health assured Mm -hmm. it's just like a app which has a lot of information about just general mental health anxiety depression um all these different things and then it has a grievance section and then all i had to do was ring them up and ask if i could have some counseling sessions and then they referred me straight away to a counseling person and i then got it in sheffield because i was moving home Mm. um so i do have to this term have been going back a few times and she I think she asked first like what's your aims in this and I think you just get so like I don't really know yeah yeah of course um and the first time I talked about it I just cried the whole like hour do you find it easier to talk to a counsellor than say your friends then I actually don't think I did that first hour because I think I had so much going on in my head to just tell her everything all at once um, and obviously she's like probably heard well like heard so many different stories in her life but it is still quite impersonal she like I don't know much about her hmm. and I found that quite hard to then say everything that goes on in my head Are sometimes you, I do, do think you feel like, that you find yourself holding back no I don't think I don't think it was that I just think it was hard for me to even actually say it without getting oh, so like okay. worked up um, and then the more I go the more I do feel comfortable and the more we touch on just like anything really. I still feel like upset in it, but it gets more easier to talk about it. Do you feel like you're more aware of the, you know, the way that you're, yeah. you're feeling and do, the yeah. way that you're grieving? Yeah. And I also try and use like her advice to help my friends because yeah. I feel like a lot of people at this age are dealing with a lot of stuff. And yeah, I, of course, I yeah. am that f- 
I do feel like I am one of them friends who a lot of people lean on. Because, mm. yeah, like a lot of my friends from home and a few from uni, I do feel like I need to be strong to help those people around me as well. Do you think, like, losing your dad at such a young age mm. has, I don't know, made you slightly wiser in the sense of, give, like, giving advice? I do feel like I didn't talk about it for so many years. And then once I did start talking about it, must have been, yeah, maybe like three years ago. It did feel so much more relief. Mm. And I feel like then I really advise people to talk about whatever's going on in their heads. And mm. um, especially, yeah, especially grievance wise, I have had a few friends whose parents have died. And you don't ever want to like be not patronizing, but be like, oh, I have the best advice in these situations. Yeah, 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 it's hard yeah. to like come across in the right way, yeah, of but course. I've always wanted to reassure them that however they act in any situation, like to do with their grievance is so okay. I feel like everyone needs to know that because you might like suddenly just like to distract yourself, get involved in something where some people might think, oh, shouldn't they be in bed crying? But I feel like, there's so many different ways of coping with things and it's always best to do how you want to do it. Yeah. How wise. That's how, how yeah. wise. Maybe I am more wise. <laughs> a lot more wise. Well, I feel like when you go through big, big, like horrible experiences in your life, you're going to come, hopefully going to come out of it a bit like a better person, well, better, not better person, but like, yeah. Kind of more, like, just yeah. slightly more knowledgeable. Yeah. Or change it, yeah, alter your About, perspective. like, the difficulties in life and how the hardships people have. And you've always got to understand that anyone, like, like any person can be going through absolutely anything and they can't, they won't always show it on the surface. Yeah, so yeah. So I just think, just be as kind as possible. <laughs> wow. <coughs> These make some, like, quotes for yeah, like, people's walls. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> know. We'll get them printed out. Um, <laughs> have your friends been at university? Because of I course, think, of course, they would have been supportive. But mm, a fair few of them know it's happened, mm. but we have never actually talked about it again. But I never think into them not asking more about it. They just kind of apologize, like say sorry. But um, my closer friends, um, they'll ask how it happened, and then a lot of them know the ins and outs of me and how I can get emotional about, like, quite emotional about things, and then. They do ask, say, oh, we can speak about it if you want. But I suppose yeah. they never really ask many questions about it. But I know that they'd be there if I wanted to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. And there's certain people that I'd more like... Well, I don't want to offend anyone no, no. out there. But there's certain <laughs> people I'd talk to them more like. Yeah, someone you're more comfortable with, of yeah. course, yeah. Yeah. Like some people go for the tough love approach. And I probably go for the people who are who are most sympathetic. sympathetic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is good sometimes to listen to the tough love, but obviously no one's going to be tough love about grieving. Yeah, yeah, of end. course. No, they've been really good. One of my good friends at uni, her dad died the second week in, and probably no, I probably asked her how she was kind of regularly but I don't think she ever went into much detail and then you don't ever then want to delve for more delve detail. more yeah yeah because you just think if they, they'd tell me if they wanted to tell me if there if there was someone who either they were in your position say that their, their father had died young or mm -hmm. say they had just lost their dad or a parent mm -hmm. 
how what would you say what's Um, your advice yeah i'd say like however you react is just so so okay in any situation and just to lean on people as much as you feel like you want to and know that there is always someone there to talk about it with you even if it was someone who doesn't know you um and always to reach out for those people if you need them and just try and hang on to the better memories and the best memories you have about those people so that you can that's what all you focus on So first, I have to say a huge thank you to Alice for sharing her story and for being so frank about how her father's death affected her. Next up, I talked to my friend Tom about his life after the death of his brother. I hope you can join us there. I'm Theo Silverstone. The music was composed by Lucy Piercy and performed by Alex Lestrange. The editing was done by my mum. Thanks for listening. <laughs>